Hello, and welcome to Thoughts of the Round Table. Today we have with us... Juan. Rebecca. Gabby. And Chris. Today, we're going to be talking about friendship. Aww. Aww. <laughs> what? I didn't even plan on doing that. It's an actual reaction. Yeah, we're going to talk about all things friends, like the show. And, uh, oh, no. <laughs> no I mean the best I'll, sitcom ever? That's the case. I, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> I would leave. So we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what is friendship? What makes a good friendship? All that kind of good stuff. Do you want me to start off with a definition up in here? That sure. is your yeah. job. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, friendship, yeah, according sense. to the dictionary, is the emotions of conduct. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Gosh, Chris, you had one job. Fired. <laughs> I misread it. Okay. The emotions or conduct of friends. The state of being friends. <laughs> wow. So what does it mean yeah. to be a friend? I don't know. Can you, can it you doesn't look say. at that definition? <clears throat> what is a friend? Well, I could always bring in a... <laughs> okay, yeah, here we go. This is better. You find it? A, a friend is a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. Oh. Typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. Yes. Ah. So, it means so that is the better be definition of what a friend is. You can't be friends with your siblings or your partners. Yeah. Although some would argue that you can be friends with, like you can also be friends with your siblings or be friends with someone you're in love with, but like to be solely friends is kind it's of a different. different type of friendship. We're just friends. <laughs> just friends, friends friend Oh, man. You could always oh, bring it. Do you want to hear the second definition? Sure. What's the second? Sure, Chris. A friend is a member of the Religious Society of Friends or a Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That's that not was what good. we're talking about today though. <laughs> yeah. Those are that's, that's a different type of friend. Well, friendship. Chris, <laughs> is this gonna be hard for you? Considering your lack of friends? Oh my gosh, why? Well, <laughs> right, um I have a core I have a small core group compared to a a big crowd of people I don't know. I feel that. Is that is that like a psychological thing? Someone said that that's imagine. part of introversion versus extroversion. Like, I mean, that makes sense. That someone who's introverted values smaller, like friend groups, than someone yeah. who's extroverted. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you you have to like only have a few friends if you're introverted, or you have to have like a ton of friends if you're extroverted. It's I think it's more just like friends. You know, I almost feel that's a stereotype, though. What? Like no, it's like part of like it's part of it. <laughs> I mean, I know I agree. I agree that it's part of it. But like, with you look at extroverts, like, do you think every extrovert considers every single person that they go out and reach out to their friend? Depending yeah. on their level of extroversion, it's very possible. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure it's possible. I just feel like there's extroverts who like, yeah, they they're friends in quotation marks with everybody. Like they associate with everybody. They talk to everybody. But even then, they have themselves the people they actually rely on. That's what I mean, though. Like, I don't, as an introvert, I don't really go out of my way to, like, just start random conversations with people that I barely know. Like, I, I've met extroverts who, like, they know, like, everybody. And they'll they'll have a conversation with anyone. And you, you'd think they know them really well, but do they? I don't know. Well, and, like, I I know one extrovert who talks about how, like, growing up, 
he had this friend who was very introverted and like the friend was always like don't you have like a best friend and the person I know was like no like I just have a lot of good friends like I don't have one best friend or like a handful of best friends he just has like a lot of friends Hmm. um because he's more extroverted so like for him he doesn't need like one close friendship whereas an introverted person may need that like one or few both like close close friendships yeah I don't know if I have one but I do have like a small group yeah it's not always just one person but at least like a handful like Mm -hmm. whereas an extrovert may not need that that kind of yeah. Dynamic, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think the thing to remember with extroversion and introversion is just how they get their energy, right? Exactly. So, yeah. like, an extrovert, they could have, like, a, a core set of friends, mm-hmm. but they like being around people constantly, all, you know, versus an introvert, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're, they, they could be a social, <laughs> they could be a social introvert where, you know, they do is, interact yeah. with people, but at the end of the day, they have to have their moment of, yeah. Leave me alone. Of leave me alone because it that, overwhelms them. That's what people seem to forget about what introversion and extroversion are. They think introvert, you don't like talking to people. Extrovert, you like talking to people. Yeah. It's just all about like, like you said, how you how you recuperate and gain your energy. Is it alone or with other people? You like exactly. to do that. Yeah. Exactly. I like to be alone, but I like having friends too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely like, an introvert. I'm weirdly in the middle, so like. I enjoy being around people like I need to be around people because there are points where like I will get really drained um like there was one summer where I was working and like my job consisted of me like driving somebody around to like their different job sites so that they could work in the car while they were getting to those places and sometimes I'd be in the car by myself or like just with him and he'd be working so I wasn't really talking to anybody but I it would be like that for like sometimes 10 hours and I just I wanted to like explode I was like I need to talk to somebody like (laughs) I had to just like be around somebody um but I also like to be by myself so I'm like kind of I guess what they call an ambervert although there's debate on like if that's actually a thing Uh, I've never heard of that are you serious ambervert yeah it's like a middle person no I don't I don't go to BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed's crazy. <laughs> BuzzFeed is where <laughs> I read my news. The most reliable source of psychological research is BuzzFeed. No, nope. the most reliable source of anything. No. Nope. <laughs> um. Yeah. See, I'm I'm an introvert. I don't think I'm like a hard, hard, hardcore introvert, but I'm. A uh. good... Oh, okay. Maybe I'm hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty introverted. I feel like. Yeah. I get. Like, I love being. Like I can. I can enjoy being around people, but after a certain while, I'm like, okay. So what happens when, like, an introvert who thinks they have a best friend isn't, like, their best friend's an extrovert? But that extrovert just oh. kind of says, everyone's my friend. I don't really That's have really a... That's sad. I don't have a specific significant other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's that thing, like, how do you, you know, having a best friend who doesn't consider you a best friend, what, is, what does that mean? What, what, then you're what not is really best, best friend? friends. Well, how do you so become friends? That's kind can of one person thing. be best friends with someone who's not best friends with them, or do they have to both be best friends? For it to be you, okay. best friends, you can have, you can think they're your best friends, but if they don't think that, if they don't return that feeling, then you're not best friends. But what they does it mean to be your your a best, best friend? friend. What's oh, I would, I, I would, I would almost yeah. disagree. I feel like, like for one person, the closest person they can be to is somebody, like person two, but person two might be might rely more on person three and i think you'd especially see this in different contexts like let's say you grew up in a church your whole life and your friends your your best friend in that church 
group is person one and person one considers you to be their best friend of all time like amongst all their groups that they associate with Mm -hmm. but you go to school you have a different group of friends and a different best friend Mm -hmm. i would argue i i think i would agree with chris though where it's like you can have a best friend so like this isn't the case but let's say this is the case where like I see Rebecca as my best friend, but she has somebody else that's like her best friend. Well, maybe that's the case. I don't no, know. no. <laughs> Rebecca's just sitting there quietly. Yeah, like, no. um, She's like, yeah. anyway. But like, no. if that's the case, like, I think she would still be considered my best friend, but we would not be considered best friends. If like, that makes yeah, sense. as a collective group, her, they wouldn't be called best friends. Because to her, I'm not yeah. that. But you so are. I could kind of, I could kind of see that. Hmm. I think the way that you know is if you have friendship necklaces or bracelets that say like best oh friend. my gosh <laughs> you know <laughs> like the funny. mood the mood ones that change colors at, at Claire's well I mean oh you know God. what I'm talking about you're, Gabby you're like joking yeah. but but <laughs> when it comes to friendships isn't a sign of gift giving a a level of, a certain level of uh hey we're on this level now you know what I mean like just a random gift giving, or but, but for like, like a like, birthday. But no, no, I, I'm talking like a, even maybe even more than just a birthday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you like were just, just out and you saw something and you're like, "Hey, I thought of you." Yeah, or or I mean, I just like, I'm talking like, like specifically gifting someone someone something like, like a friendship. At, at, like well, yeah, but it's it's, it's like a token oh. of your friendship, but it's not necessarily a friendship bracelet and stuff like that because. You know, grown men don't do that. But, like, <laughs> you know. Well, I just want to say that the girls that I shared best friends, friendship bracelets, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's oh. why I haven't given you one yet. No. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't last long or whatever, maybe. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. Is, does that make sense? Yeah, no. Is that a, is that a, a psychological sign of commitment? Is I've it like never, giving giving someone a wedding ring, an engagement ring? I guess it depends on like how you show like caring toward like. Okay, I don't want to use this because I'm not. Not that I don't like it, but I don't think it's as great as everyone makes it out to be. But like the five love languages or whatever. Um, like <laughs> I. What'd you say? Isn't there one like woo or whatever? No, 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 no those, those are your strengths. Strength. Strength. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, the the five love languages is like the of course gift Chris giving, speak the five like love gifts. Languages. Uh, words of affirmation, quality oh, yeah. their acts of service, and physical touch or whatever. <laughs> maybe uh, I want it all. <laughs> what did you say? I said, maybe I want it all. That's what my, I remember you can't my, have it all. She was like, what if I like all of these? <laughs> um, but, like, I think it depends on – because, like, for me, I really suck at gift giving. Like, I'm really not great at it, and I also – I. Not that I don't respond well to it, but I don't know how to respond to it. Like, I'd much like rather you don't somebody... know how to give somebody a gift, or you don't know how I to receive the gift. Receive the. I gift. don't know. I mean, I can. I feel like I can be good at gift giving in the sense that, like, I know someone well enough to know, like this is something they really want, or like I think they would enjoy something like this. Um, but it's also not my strongest one. Like, I'm much better at speaking words of affirmation to somebody. So you prefer the than... cheaper love languages. <laughs> It's what you're telling me. <laughs> the ones that are more cost, cost, uh, cost, uh, what's the word? Cost, cost effective. Cost effective, cost conscious. I don't know. Quality <laughs> time costs a lot, though. It can. That is true. Unless you lie to them and say, this is quality That's time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a bad friend. 
Um, no, I'm great at giving gifts. No, you're not. <laughs> Do you have any examples? No. If... In the sense that they're funny. No. Like... The God, no. Every Christmas, you've ruined it for me. No. <laughs> not every Christmas. Well, okay, we're but, siblings. So. But some, oh, yeah, so we're not friends anyway. <laughs> we're not friends. Juan is an interesting gift giver. What do you mean? Oh, is it because I give you a bunch of random stuff during yeah. your birthday? No, was... he gave me a serious gift that was I, I thought it was really cool. And then he gave me a Barbie sticker book. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you Why need it. <laughs> and you know what's funny is I, I've given you like a Barbie-related book more than once in yeah, the, I think in the you time have. we've known each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vic got a... me a good gift for graduation. I did. Was it money? She gave me uh, no, it was Justice League, uh, the like the series or whatever. Oh, that, that is a good gift. Yeah. How come you never yeah. giving me that? Yeah. Because uh, Gabby and I, we watched it together. I mean, we watched it. Really we younger. watched it together. We watched it growing up. Yeah, but me and Gabby really connected with it. I've known you for years, and all I get are yeah, Christmas gifts. Uh-uh. Um, I thought you transferred. No, I didn't. I was like, didn't. oh, this is too no, expensive. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, oh, no, this costs too much. Oh, well. Anyhow, let's let's kind of get back on the topic here. Um, so in terms of the love languages, then, you think that plays an aspect into friendship, right? Is what you're trying to say? Yeah, like I would, I would say like, if somebody's really strong in quality time, like for them to take time out of their day to like say, Hey, do you want to go get coffee? Or like, do you want to go do this, this and this? Like for them, that's expressing like, I care enough about you to, you know, do this thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I think each person is different in how they, they show their signs of friendship, I guess. So like, I don't know if gift giving is always the case. I definitely think that's part of it. Like, because I, I always think back to, like, when I was in high school and you do, like, small Christmas gifts for people. Like, you know, like, you make food or you, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You'd always have to think through, like, who you had to include on your list of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, is this person worth spending $10 on? Does you know, this person whatever. Make the like, cut? That's why I'm terrible at Secret Santas. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like each person is different with, like, how they indicate their level of friendship mm-hmm. which can also be difficult because like if you don't if so if somebody is really good at gift giving and you're good at quality time and you want to spend time with them but they're like i'm busy but they get you stuff so then you're like do they really care about me as a friend and they do they just don't express it the same way that you do i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know if that makes sense no i, I understand what you're saying I or understand. what if you're on a different level of friendship than the other person thinks Oh, and you give them, like, so a $10 gift, and they give you, like, a $100 gift. That's always the worst. It's <laughs> always, like, my worst fear, honestly. <laughs> oh. It's like, we met once on the subway, dude. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> no, we do. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I don't know. So, with the love language, then, would you say love is an aspect of friendship? Yes. Yeah. I think friendship yeah. itself is a form of love. Mm. Okay. If you're looking okay. at the Greek. <laughs> just oh, going to yeah. slide don't mention that language here. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because I had to take that during, you know, w- while here at college. So it's not because I hate Greek people. It's because I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I just want to clarify that. that brotherly love. Yep. Yeah. Brotherly love. And I Philadelphia. always think of the, the book. Of brotherly love. The book Four Loves. Again, got to throw in some C.S. Lewis. <laughs> but it talks about, like, friendship as one. And I always like the quote, 
that he has. It's like a, it says, where is it? It says friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art. It has no survival value. Rather, it is the one of it is one of those things which give value to survival. Um, so it's like something that's not necessary for like you don't need it to survive. Because if you have like eight and children, then at that point you're surrounded by other people, so you don't really necessarily need friends, yeah. survival wise. But like it makes survival better, which I thought was kind of cool. That's yeah, interesting. That's, yeah. uh, it makes surviving worthwhile. Yeah, I, I I agree with the great Lewis's assessment, but I also feel <laughs> like. Now we can get into this when we talk about why friendships form, but I also feel like friendships are for survival in some sense. But we can get into that later. Maybe Not that start... I would disagree with the great Lewis, C.S. Lewis. <laughs> should we start them with you know how they're made? <laughs> how how are friendships? People just yeah, how are th- is there an episode? There's, there's how, how are they formula. made? Uh, maybe how made? How they made? I don't think there's a specific formula. Hmm? Yeah, I think. I mean, well, I think it's like a mixture of like, no, no, because it's like, you you just sometimes you just like people, some people yeah, you, you don't just, like. You just click with people, and sometimes they're for bad reasons, like their skin color. But you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes oh, it's gosh. for good reasons, like oh, they seem like they're really nice people, you know. Yeah, but you just think about those kids that don't have friends. Sometimes they're not actually doing anything wrong. You know, it's that, but sometimes they're doing agree. everything wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's the environment that they're in. Like if they just don't have anyone there, that's they could also be poorly quit. socialized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, like growing up, they just were never taught how to interact properly with other people, and so right. when the time comes, now they're like really bad at it, which is unfortunate. It's not a a reason to dislike somebody most of the time, yeah. but um, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that could play into it. Some people just well, they don't, you know, they don't get the the proper training. Maybe I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm one of those people, kind of. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Gabby? Well, what about like Gabby out here throwing with, like, shade kids? at me? Wait, what? I was like, <laughs> I'm just, one of those like... people, and you're like, yeah, you are. Like you say, like yeah, <laughs> like in agreement. No, I was. Thinking more about the first part, you were. I was agreeing with the first part, not your second mm-hmm. part. Like, uh, yeah, what's awful at social <laughs> things? <laughs> it, it's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. But is no, there any psychological bearing in that? What? Is there any psycho? I'm sorry, I, we're we keep interrupting each other. Um, is there any psychological bearing in what in that comment? Like, some people are just poorly socialized. Does that make sense psychologically? I speaking? mean, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because I'm thinking about, like, kids that grow up in really isolated situations where they don't interact with their peers very often. So, like, if you're an only child and you don't really, like, get out very much, if your parents don't take you out very much, like, what? Homeschoolers. (laughs) I I feel like that's always, like, the stereotype, though. I mean, it is a stereotype, but, like, honestly, I know a lot of homeschoolers that are, like, way better at socializing than I am, so I'm, like... I need to learn from you people. Well, I don't know. They, uh, they, they have groups that homeschoolers can go socialize yeah. with. They have co-op. They've got, like, a bunch of different things. I mean, I, I guess it just depends on the family. But, like, I, I'm wondering, though, now if, like, with social media and with people's inability to – because, like, you go out to a restaurant or go out anywhere and you look at everyone at the tables, like, they'll just all be on their phones. Like, they won't even talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and – 
with kids that are like growing up with that as their constant, I'm wondering if it's going to be harder and harder for people to know how to interact with a person face to face because of that. I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. that's just something I'm wondering if that's part of why some people might have a harder time interacting or making friends or whatever. I've never been good at interacting with new people though. Most of the time when I'm, I wouldn't say I'm socially awkward, but most of the time when I make friends, it's through my other friends. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So once I get to know you, then I'm, I don't know. I think I'm fun to hang out with, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. I should have said that. (laughs) Um, But no, if, if I don't know you or I don't know, like, and and, and I don't have a friend that knows you, then I don't usually go out of my way to to start a conversation. Yeah. Good old Chris. (laughs) <laughs> um, I was going to say, but what about those kids, you know, that everybody wants to be friends with? You see that those kids, I mean, that are struggling, say kids, I'm really saying ev- everyone, because I've seen it, like, even in, you know, like, high schoolers are kids. <laughs> um, or uh, Even in college, though. In college, too. You see people who, who want to go hang out with the popular kids. And, I don't know, it's like, there's this consensus, that's the word, right, that uh, you know, this is a person to hang out with. Mm-hmm. But how did that person get there? Why does everybody want to be friends with that person? I uh, don't know if I've ever felt that way, though. Like, at least at our school, there was no one that I was ever like, oh, that that person's got it all. I wish I was their friend. Uh, I mean, like... there's not people. I mean, me being the way I am, like, I don't care about you. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but I wasn't dumb enough not to recognize that there was people in at the top. Yeah, people at the top, people who. Oh yeah, I mean you who, can recognize who, like who the who, popular group is, air quotes. Or popular. But I was people. never, I, I never was like, oh, I, I wish I was, I wish I could be friends with that guy. Not you. It's all right, Chris. But... You can be my friend. I give you permission. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like you, it's. I mean, you see it, you see it, you know, in in yeah. elementary school, you see it in college. But what's what is that thing that's. Like how you said, how did they get there? Yeah. Like the formation of like those friendship hierarchies. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like sometimes people, people at the top like that. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Like once they get there, it's over exaggerated how amazing they are. What do you mean? You know what I'm like. Once they become part of the popular group, I've noticed that like people despise them, but also like love them and want to be them. <laughs> That is kind of true. It's lonely. I just up don't, at the top. I'm not sure how they get there in the first place. <laughs> I wonder if part of it is just like charisma, like their ability to to draw people in. Yeah, like be charming or something. Yeah, charming because honestly, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just worse with girls. I don't know, but like, I mean, when I was in middle school, like there was like very clearly this is the group that everyone wants to be, and then there was like a group of us that didn't care and we didn't give a crap about it and. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of like the awkward kids or whatever, because um, we just didn't care. We d- we weren't gonna like give our energy to like try to be that person. Well, normal's we're relative, so. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, very true, <laughs> especially in my middle school. Uh, but like, I'm wondering if just part of it was like they had this kind of energy to to like that other people wanted to emulate. Because I mean, honestly, most of those people were not the nicest people like they yeah, weren't that's the thing fine. they weren't you know warm towards people they were just very i don't know it's just like they defined what 
cool was or like they defined what was expected of you in that group and it's like but they weren't good friends you know what i'm saying like they weren't good but how did they get to be the ones that set the rules i mean I'm i would i would i would, I would, I would guess uh that they they kind of how do i put this they they conquered the land if you will yeah like like they established themselves as the cool kids well i mean i know that might sound absurd but like if you say hey i'm Someone the best and nobody nobody did goes against it or says you're not you are you know what i mean so like i think part of it is children i mean again i'm not a psychologist so i don't know but i think children teenagers adults too we establish ourselves in these pecking orders one way or another either through through acting or through not acting Mm -hmm. and so if you got somebody and that's not necessarily to say they're bad but let's say you know they're they're sociable they have a you know they have a good smile and they they let's say let's give them the benefit of the doubt they happen to be really nice people everybody likes them and it turns out that they're you know their dad has a lot of money and they they uh you know they live in a nice neighborhood or they've got a pool or something like even though that stuff might seem mundane or weird it sets up a a, a, a hierarchy cuz it says okay well that guy he's He's got. He's really cool. He's got a lot of cool stuff. Um, if I want to be either like him or close to that stuff, I have to join up with them or get That's under, get as close to the top mm-hmm. as possible to reap the benefits of being on that. Because I think kids aren't, you know, it, it might sound bad, but kids aren't stupid. You know, like mm-hmm. a child sees that one of their friends has a pool. Maybe in their mind they say, huh. Maybe I should be friends with that guy because he's got a pool and I like swimming. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that sounds selfish. Um, and again, now that that's assuming the best qualities of the people on the top. Now, other times it's just some people are really good at at uh, bullying their way to the top. If that makes sense. Um, and they know they know who to because it's and it's different from a normal bully because some bullies they're they're just so against everyone that they they're outside of that hierarchy because they can't they 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 won't fit mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. A, anywhere else but the bottom but like the people at the very top i think these people are people who early on who said who who took out the ones that they thought were going to be issues i know this sounds really savage but i'm not i'm not saying it's savage though like yeah especially it, in middle school man yeah. it's no joke and the language i'm using might sound violent but i'm not necessarily implying violence this could be it's through, a jungle out there this could be through words through just uh making sure they look better than the other people in some capacity exclusion yeah and and so that's i think that's how these things form and uh for better or for worse it happens i think it's not necessary in every instance these people who are at the top are bad kids. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you though like a lot of it can be like okay, if if this one person who has a little bit more like social standing or whatever targets somebody that's at the lower end of like the social spectrum in their group like or in the, you know, let's say it's like a like a 6th grade class or something like if they pick that one person everyone else then at that point realizes if they associate with this person that's being targeted 
then they're going to end up in the same place, you know, like, so it's either associate with the person that's getting targeted or associate with the person that's doing the targeting so that you're kept out of that, you know, like risk of being made fun of or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or isolated. So I think a lot of it can be that kind of, mm-hmm. like you said, bullying to the top in the sense that they, if they pick that target and they win over that person, then everyone else kind of flocks to them because they're like, okay, if we support this person, then they won't turn against us kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, mean, there. I think that. the other thing, Same. though, is is like they they establish and they keep control because they target the weakest member. Oh, yeah. They're not going to target some that's, – that's the thing. They they target somebody who who isn't going to defend themselves. Who, yep. who keeps it's not themselves... always the weakest target, though. It's uh, like – I okay, when we were in middle school – I was good friends with, I guess, what would people would consider the popular guy. Wouldn't you agree? I would say so. And then I ended up getting targeted and fell to the bottom of the pecking order. Well, oh. welcome to politics, man. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not always the weakest person who's targeted. Uh, yeah, no, not, not, not in every instance, but I'm talking about like the – I would say in a lot of cases, the person at the highest part will target the weakest – member of the group or the yeah. weakest person in the in the hierarchy because they're the easiest to kill yeah and so oh, yeah. it lets everybody <laughs> else know hey you see how easy i killed this guy i can do that to you too so don't yep. do it but not actually kill him yeah not actually <laughs> well, kill him. but when the person at the bottom what happens is if the person at the bottom doesn't play by those rules or 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 reacts and, and, and fights back, again, not necessarily in terms of violence, but reacts back to these people in a way that says, yeah, I'm not the person you want to mess with. It, it, it messes up the hierarchy because now this person is not at the bottom like everyone thought. This person's just moved up a couple levels, and that scares the people on the top. So they make sure, and that's why when you have these people who stand up for themselves, they get targeted by other people because now they're scared. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it becomes either they target them till they, they submit them or till they find easier people to mess with. But it's always sad with those because, like, at the end of the day, a lot of times those people don't have any actual friends. I mean, sometimes they do. Like, not every time are they, like, like you said. And this is, I think, for me, more in the case when it's somebody that is being a jerk. Like, oftentimes they don't ever really have as close of friends as they think they do because no one really trusts them because the whole time they're scared that they're going to become a target, you know, like, mm-hmm. which the is most just... perfect example of this is mean girls. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've never it's, seen it. It's just movie. a perfect example. Wait, what? Why? Actually, I've seen, I've seen the, I seen when she got hit by the bus. I've also seen <laughs> oh the gosh. scene where they do the, uh, like, you don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> go here. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I've seen of that movie. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know. No, but I feel like a lot of, wait, what? I was gonna I was gonna present a counter to what you're saying. Go for it. Do you think that's that we say, well the people who are how are friends with all these jerks don't have any real friends because they're constantly worrying about backstabbing and all this other stuff. Like, do you think I mean I think a part of that is definitely true, but do you also think that's us projecting you know, we want to make sure the bad guys. <clears throat> sorry, my voice. Um, we want to make sure that the bad guys are the bad guys, and the bad guys don't win. The bad guys don't have friends. When in reality, it's like 
at the top, these people might feel like, yeah, he's a jerk, but we're pretty good pals. They've, <laughs> he's never given, he's never backstabbed me. He probably won't. You know what I'm saying? You mean like within the top order people? Well, well I'm just saying, I think, I think we, we like to assume that the people, that it is lonely up at the top. And that is that just to make ourselves feel better? That's what I'm saying. Like, like it makes <laughs> us feel better. Like, well, it's okay if he's the popular kid in school because he doesn't have any real friends like I do here at the bottom. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe the guy at the top does have real friends, and that's why the whole hierarchy up there is reinforced. Mm-hmm. And I it, mean, it makes us feel good to say like, "Ha, I'll win in the end," <laughs> when that may not be the case. I mean. I feel like, okay, my experience with it, like, dealing with being kind of near the bottom, basically at the bottom in middle school or whatever, like, seeing the people that were at the top, like, you could, sometimes you could just tell that there was not actually a lot of depth to their relationship, Mm -hmm. but then also, like, looking at their relationships now, like, most of them don't even, like, talk to those people, and if they do it's not really good um because like i've seen some people that were there in middle school and talk to them and be like hey do you still talk to this person and they're like no they're a jerk and i don't talk to them <laughs> like surprise um, yeah so like i don't really know i do think there can definitely be instances where even if they are a jerk and they're a terrible person that they still have friends like i think that's possible but i do think mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to make genuine friends First of all, when you're unwilling to be vulnerable and, like, be real with people. But also, like, if you're mistreating everyone, like, there's only so far you can take that relationship before it falls apart, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I, something that just kind of occurred to me. It's, like, you see people that – or a person that you know is – I don't want to say a bad person because maybe we shouldn't call them bad people. But people that have <laughs> – need to work on themselves – People need to fix their attitude. Fix their attitude. Be nicer to other people, right? And you see that you know they're they're friends with people, and they're you hear the uh, their friends say, "Wow, this person is like the kindest, most spiritual, (laughs) (laughs) the most you know, this person's like the best person ever." And kind of like, you're like, "What are you looking at?" I don't (laughs) understand, right? But, I mean, I guess putting them, ourselves in their shoes, they're, they're, they've got that vulnerability. they got that connection, even though they're not the best kind of people. And, and even then, I would even suggest that, like, maybe, maybe you're right. It is shallow. But to those people, they, have no, they may not have any idea that it's shallow. Yeah. Like, you know, the person might reveal something that they think it's vulnerable. Or, they, like, the re- listener might think, is, oh, he's sharing something vulnerable with me. Um, but it doesn't necessarily make it that way. And so I think what happens is you have people who like, they legitimately think and maybe legitimately are friends and they do consider the person to be legitimately very kind and legitimately very, you know, spiritual or whatever, which is great. When in reality, it's not the case, but they are friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because it doesn't seem like the friendship we have at the bottom or the friendship that we want to have, or it doesn't, or it doesn't fit the narrative that the bad guys are you know, lonely people. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, if it's shallow, it's it's not real. Yeah, I but mean, they don't. It'll, it'll end on its but own. But if they don't know it's if they don't know it's shallow, it's as real as it's ever gonna be. 
I feel like that's almost like the thing where it's like if you're caught, if somebody is in this uh, simulation that they think is reality and like, would it be better to know that it's not real or to go on with this like enjoyable thing that you think is reality? Like I'm wondering with those friendships, like would it be better to know like, Hey, this person doesn't care about you at all and everything you think is fake, you know, whatever, like, or would it be better to like, just let them keep thinking that it's this genuinely deep relationship, you know? I would, I would say no, because it's not the truth. Exactly. I think my answer is different, though. If I were in the Matrix, I think I'd want to stay in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I had a crappy friendship, I think I'd want to know if it, if it was a crappy friendship. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, just... I don't know. Maybe for me, the Matrix, I just don't want to deal with the crap on the outside world. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my now, I, I, I want to add some clarifications mentioning these hierarchy stuff. I think in school, it doesn't matter. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm sure everyone now being adults listening to this would say, oh, yeah, I completely agree. But back in the day, everyone's like, it's the only thing that matters. And in some sense, you're my ride or die friends. In in some sense, though, it's understandable because, like, that is a hierarchy you are in and it's the the one you must deal with. So you've got to find a way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Whether I mean stand at the bottom, climbing to the top, or just saying, "Yeah, no thanks, I want to do my own thing," and you guys figure it out. Um, oh, so you're saying the hierarchy doesn't matter, but I thought you meant the friendships don't matter. No, no, I'm, I no, not that. I mean, okay. like, like the the idea of like I have to be the most popular or the yeah, yeah, the yeah. popular people, like all this stuff that we're talking about, and all all the like the well, I, how does it, a person get friends and how do they get to the top and all that stuff? That doesn't but matter. In a, but in a way, that's also something that's very prevalent in the adult world. That's what I'm saying, it, though. It, like, in, in school, it doesn't matter, but in real life, it does. And I would also say I don't oh, necessarily okay, I consider it a bad thing. To have hierarchies? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're at the top. I mean, no. Well, based based on on my limited understanding of them, um, not necessarily like they can be bad, but I think like the criteria in real life and in oh, real life, like high school isn't real life, right? <laughs> um, and like when you're it's in the school, realest you'll ever get one is is very different because in school you're just trying to be the most of something. You're either trying to be the most sporty, the most. Uh, the most smart, <laughs> the most smartest. <laughs> um, uh, Obviously, most... that wasn't yours. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't hit top ranks for that. Uh, or the highest, or the the most popular, right? In real life, nobody. I mean, people care about those things, but in in much more substantial ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just enough to be the fastest. You know, you've got to be in the NFL or whatever other sports make you run fast. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> most sports. Or, you know, when it comes to popularity, like, you got to be, you got to show real reasons for why you should be popular. And I think Mm -hmm. we see this, like, now when we look at certain celebrities, you say, well, this person's popular for no reason. And because there's not a certain quality produced, we consider their popularity to be a sham. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I do feel that way about some celebrities these days, though. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like the hierarchy is different because there's things we put actual connotations of quality yeah. to it and that's what makes it more legitimate 
Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? I mean, psychology people. No, you're you're right. Well, I don't know psychology psychologically, but I I feel like I can agree with that. I, I mean, I feel like I agree. I mean, I think it's human nature to to have structure, like even if you allow for anarchy so to speak or like just everybody do whatever like there comes a point where hierarchies are made anyway i feel like mm-hmm. um but i feel like friendships are such like an interesting dynamic though with that because like i don't know different like even if you have a really open kind of friend group where like you'll talk to anybody or whatever like there's still even then there can still be like inner rings you know like even if you'll talk to whoever or whomever, like you still have the core group within mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Even if you don't intend to, it's like, is it possible to not have that? You know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. No sé. <laughs> no sé. Yeah. All I was trying to say about the hierarchies is like I don't necessarily like I consider them dumb in high school. But in the real world, it's they're not, still there. Yeah, and it's not yeah, necessarily the same. They don't mean anything in high school. You're not gonna, you're not gonna gain anything from it. And and being at the top doesn't really produce anything in high school. Yeah. But it's funny, you might not gain anything from it, but you lose a lot if you're not in it, in the sense that it I really think you is, lose it, a lot if you don't play it right. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, people, but it can people also get affected though. The like who you are as a person. Yeah, that's well, what I'm yeah, it could affect you later in life. At that point in life, you're dealing with this idea of identity yeah. versus um, Rebecca. Help me out. <laughs> there are stages, and I know it. I just identity can't. Identity versus nurture versus nature. No, identity <laughs> versus versus communism. Uh, I'm about Isn't to. Identity confusion. Isn't this when you're I like, are you a part? Are you yourself? I, I should know you, this. I read his book. <laughs> are you yourself? Or are you in the group? Is that what you guys are talking about? It's well. No, that's... It's basically like, who are you as an individual? And that's clearly like most of it is defined by your relationships with other people. It's um, identity versus role confusion. Wow, I should have known that. I said identity um, confusion. I was close. And I have no idea what that means. It's like basically like during that time of your life, you're learning who you are as a person, like what defines you. And a lot of that is influenced by the people that you surround yourself with. So you either end up figuring out who you are or you're constantly in the state of like uncertainty about yourself. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. So, I mean, I think in a sense it doesn't matter, you know, with the hierarchy and stuff, but it can also deeply affect your sense of identity either way. So I think that's only if you put your identity within that group. What? I feel like that only really matters if you put that identity within that group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if you – well, but that's what I'm saying. Like that time is important because you're determining if you're going to put your identity in it or not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. even if you end up not putting your identity in it, that's an important decision because – You decided not to. Exactly, and you end up forming your identity on other things, whether that be you know dating relationships or your faith or mm-hmm. your or own yourself. friendships. Like, it's still important which way you end up going with that. Yeah, because you can tell sometimes people that put their identity in their high school clique or like the hierarchy or whatever because like you go to college kid. reunions and or high school reunions and that's like all they care about still. And you're mm-hmm. like, how old are you? Like, you know, what are you like? Do you not have anything else that you're doing with Maybe they're just nostalgic. 
Oh, <laughs> gotta bring that topic back in real quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like it can be important in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hmm. It's the it's the the thinking the thinking whom. Uh, what uh, if I, instead of I mean, what do you guys think would? I'm sorry, Gabby. Go you ahead. kind of cut up there. Could you repeat that? <laughs> I was just gonna ask, like, what would you guys define as like a good friendship? Like a, like what would you think of when you think of a a good, healthy relationship or friendship? One where they pay for all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the people that pay for my queso. That's who I can. Those. My friend. Those are the people you can trust. <laughs> um. The people who know what you want to order in a restaurant. Those. Those are the people you can trust. <laughs> Uh, I, I would say loyalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. I'd notice that in our family. It we're, is. It is. We're very particular on people being loyal. And I know that sounds kind of like a mob boss kind of thing, like a mafia. <laughs> uh, uh, this seems a little fishy. <laughs> <laughs> no, think about it. Loyalty is important for everyone. Oh, yeah, I agree. You mean it might not be as important to others as Maybe our family. But those people but are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's still an important aspect of friendship. Yeah. And, and like it's loyalty not necessarily aspect. meaning you can't be friends with other people. It just means Yeah, loyalty I I think isn't defined for us anyway, like uh Oh, you have to do everything <laughs> with me and for me and only me like it's not like that. It's not like a you know, crazy ex girlfriend or something. It's ex girlfriend. It's like a like a deeper thing in in my opinion. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. But you can just, I got your back. You can just sense it. Yeah. You know, and when you, you, sometimes people do things and you go like, that was very loyal. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What was up with that? Why would you do something like that? Mm-hmm. I thought we were tight. Now I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. It's always kill with you. <laughs> you got you to gotta reinforce the hierarchy, Chris. Um, <laughs> I think, I and I think this is like a basis for how friendships are made is that there's a certain level of, we like the same things. Even if it's not the exact same things, there's at least one thing that we share that's yeah. important to both of us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like, Can people not like the thing, same thing and be friends? I think so. Like I, feel like, I feel like for most friendships, though, there's one thing that it, like sparks the friendship. Like that hating is people. true. Oh, like yeah. most, people, <laughs> most people don't become friends like, oh, you like this? Well, I hate that. Let's be friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's true. Although I feel like Okay, back to middle school example, like, I had a very quirky group of friends, like, very quirky. None of us, I mean, we were all so different, like, different faith backgrounds, different opinions on everything, like. Gabby was all about that diversity. What'd you say? I said you were all about that diversity. I don't know. I think, well, but I think the one thing that did, I guess, what you're saying, Chris, like, the one thing that we did have in common was, like, we were all the underdogs of the group of like our class you know so like we kind of bonded together because we're like we don't give a crap about being popular you know like you that's kind of like yeah. to me that sounds more like outsiders <laughs> than underdogs yeah let's just say gabby same. at the bottom of the hierarchy saying we're underdogs it's like okay <laughs> no, I, I, I just i would i rather represent the idea that instead of hierarchies it's just everyone's on an equal surface right because we all we all matter well i mean i, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think the but, hierarchy denies that the, you matter it, it does. It I just means some matter more. No, some I think. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I think I, I think it only makes you not matter if you place your identity within the group of the hierarchy you're That's in. That's true. 
I'm just saying that. But the hierarchy doesn't matter if you say, I decide what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, when I want to do it. That's what I'm saying. Outsiders. And I get the feeling that all four of us were outsiders. I mean, we are. But even even with us, when I say something like that, I would establish a hierarchy under myself because I've become the top of my hierarchy. A hierarchy of my so own. So different hierarchies. So hierarchy Don't you know within the rules, hierarchy. Rebecca? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Rebecca. Okay, Gabby, you were saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just saying. Like, I think I do agree in the sense that, like, there's always something that connects a group of people. Like, even if it is something as stupid as like, we don't care about being popular, you know, um, which sparks that friendship. But I don't think that was what continued it. You know, yeah. like even with the lack of similarities, like we still got along really well. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm not super close with any of them now really, but like during that time, some of them I am close with still actually, but that's also cause they went to school with me later on. But like, I don't know. I think there can be other things that can fuel that friendship, even if there is a lack of similar interests. Yeah. W- would you almost say too, that there's an element of survival? Like, this is what I was saying earlier, like, when C.S. Lewis says friendship is not important to survival. Now, you know, if you're, like, an evolutionary person, like, evolution, evolutionary biologist or whatnot, um, you would say that people develop relationships and stuff like that because there's safety in numbers, right? And so even nowadays, you get you, – you, you you don't have to become friends with people, but you become friends with people because it gives you a certain level of I can either get this or I can make sure this doesn't happen to me. Now, I'm not saying but, necessarily I agree with that. I mean, I don't, you know, but what I'm trying to say is you think like there's a certain level of where you become friends with people because of a shared basis of survival. So using your, your friend group as an example, Gabby, and this is not me saying your friend group is just survival based and nothing else, but I mean like <laughs> we're all either on the outside or or on the lower end, and we don't really care about the whole hierarchy thing. But they're gonna harass us and bother us, and it's I can handle it on my own. But man, it's a lot better to handle it with somebody else. Does that make sense? Yes, and I would agree with you to a certain extent. I just I guess I would say like in the sense of banding together, that doesn't always make you friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a difference between, like, an alliance and a deep friendship. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I think Lewis was talking about, was, like, it's not necessary, because, like, you can band together with people and still not be friends with them and survive that way. Like, you don't need it evolutionar- evolutionarily. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's way too many syllables. Ev- evolutionarily? <laughs> Something like that. Like, you don't need it for that sense of survival, but, like, I don't know, because, like, yeah, I don't no, know if I, I would I, say that that's always the same. Yeah, I like, I agree. Band together versus be friends. I I think I I don't necessarily think that that's the case in all friendships, and I don't think that it's it's as the strongest opponent of friendship. But like, you know, I would think back in in middle school, some of the people I became close friends with, and I'm still friends with today, is because we would sit in the back of the class, and I mean, gosh, class sucks. And I hate listening to whatever, but hey, here's this idiot next to me who he doesn't like class either. I guess we can be friends because we. And I don't have friends in this class, but I'm going to at least talk to the guy next to me. And over time, you know, through relationships like that, you become super close because you find out other things. So what initially started as 
a survival basis kind of thing, you uh, have be- evolved into something bigger. Yeah. I can see that. And I, 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 I even see that. I took a class recently where I had to work in a group. Mm-hmm. I see the opposite where we got really close as a group because we had to. Because that was the nature of the course. And 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 I think you see this in other times when you do group projects, assuming you have a good group in a group project. Most people have bad groups. Group I hate projects. group projects. That was my life. But, was bad group projects. But you you kind of get into this establishment of like, you know, hey, we're slumming it together down here in the in in the war of this class. And so you become really close. But the moment the the, the class for the war in this instance is done, you're kind of like, all right, well, good luck, guys. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, I mean, okay, I can't Ooh. say that I that, that thing exact happened, but same exact thing happened. But there was a girl in my choir. Um, we were in the same choir for like four three three years and you know we would talk occasionally you know we were mm-hmm. i guess we were more acquaintances because you know it was a choir of girls or whatever and we found out that we were both applying to the same um graduate program and you realized you could no longer be friends no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so you know we you know through that process of of applying and trying to figure these things out you know we would talk so often like oh you know how's it going have you done this have you done that or have you heard back from them and stuff like that? Um, and we both got in, in the program and we, we, we've sat next to each other basically all the time. Like we, we got, we've gotten closer as friends because we were the only ones that, that were there. Well, I mean, like we knew like my cohort, we, the majority of us know each other, have seen each other cause we, we came from the same like psychology program, mm-hmm. but like we were the two that knew each other, you know, longer than we've known everybody else. Yeah. And our friendship has grown because of that, because it's kind of like a, a thing of survival. Like, okay, I know this person. I'm gonna am s- gonna stick with this person as I'm going through this like scary thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Or overwhelming thing. I wonder if there's a study that shows like the effects of war and soldiers' friendships. Does that mm. make sense? Like, like their friendships during the war mm-hmm. or during these kind of high stress things. Um. And afterwards, when they leave the army or whatever, when the war is done, I wonder yeah. if there's any studies of that. Because it'd be interesting Probably. to see like the effects of 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 kind of what we're talking about here. I would imagine it's it's kind of like what's that study, Gabby? Um, the one where the people fall in love with each other. Oh, was it the Shaking Bridge? Yeah, I mean. Uh. And this turns it's like friendship, right? I mean, who mm-hmm. knows if some ended up falling in love with each other or not? But like the idea of of oh, I guess it's like almost trauma bonding too. Yeah, that's what crisis I was saying, crisis like, brings people together. Yeah, because then afterwards, I feel like you need someone that has also gone through that experience, which is why I think a lot of people that go through trauma or like go through some kind of so like if they're in the military or whatever, like a lot of times they feel really isolated coming home, even if they have, you know, a great spouse and family, like it's still hard not having someone else that can also relate to what you've been through. And like, Mm -hmm. so I feel like they kind of need that community of other people who have gone through that same kind of experience to, to process what they've seen and what they've, you know, gone through or whatever. Um, But in saying that, I would almost say then, survival there becomes a big component of your relationship because not just in the past like 
oh, you know, we survived this kind of terrible thing together, even if we weren't, it wasn't the same situation. We survived a very similar traumatic experience together uh, the same way, right? And now we're here post-traumatic experience, and I need your interaction with me so that I can stay stable. And I, I, I'm not a psychologist, so when I'm saying this, I'm not saying that if you got PTSD, you can't deal with other people. What I'm saying is like in that kind of description, it's like we need each other if we want to make sure we're going to make it through this because of our shared traumatic experiences. So it becomes kind of like I'm survive. I need you to survive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not yeah. saying that every friendship is like that. And I'm not saying I, I guess I'm just saying I think survival plays into a role. But it's not the same, not necessarily in a cold, like, I'm just using you until I can make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at least not in every instance. I think there is people like that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not even for bad. It's just like, like I was saying, you get in a group project, you might become close with your peers because you're surviving against this project. But once the project's done, it's like, okay, I guess we weren't as close as we thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, now I know how you really are. <laughs> I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's one way to put it, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, does that make sense? Am I wrong? I, think I, I see what you're getting at. two different things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can make sense, but I could be wrong is what you're saying. There's only thing, Rekka, I don't make sense, but I'm right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's but an interesting philosophical question, though. Can you make sense and be wrong? Or can you not make sense and be right? Yeah. Yes, it happens to me every day. <laughs> no, 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 but like for something to be in sense, and we don't have to get into this. Um, yeah, interessante. Okay, but something that you said, you know, what do you get out of a friendship? No. And does that make like friendship, like being friends with someone, you're both, you know, I guess, you know, giving each other time, giving each other attention, but is that using a person? I wouldn't say so. I think it's using a person. I think I think a friendship utilizes those things. Like, as a friend, I utilize my, you know, we utilize time with each other. We utilize each other's possessions sometimes. Um, you know, you might borrow a tool from your buddy or something. Um, <laughs> you know, we we enjoy the same things. And that's why I, I get I get conversation that I enjoy out of you because we like the same things. Um, in some sense, I think you are using somebody. And in another way, they're using you back. Mm -hmm. but it's like it, a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, but it's, but it's more than just <laughs> like a, you're being used. Because I think for a friendship to really be there, there's this honest attachment to each other that moves beyond <laughs> just use, right? It's always attachment. It always oh, goes yeah. back to attachment. Everything's attachment. And I'm oh, sorry. I, I don't know. Sorry, I dropped something here. And I don't know if that's the right word. Um, but the point I'm trying to make, like, whether attachment, affection, or whatever, but, like, you, I think friendship, if you're just being used by somebody, you know, they're going to keep using you. Uh, they're going to keep borrowing your tools mm -hmm. until you you can or whatever mm -hmm. and so it's no longer useful yeah. for them to keep borrowing your tools but a friend is still going to be your friend even after you 
they can't borrow your tools because of whatever reason. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I guess a friend, real friendship doesn't let the uses of the friendship get in the way of it. Exactly. Because yeah. they mm-hmm. still care about you as a person, regardless of what benefits or not benefits you bring <laughs> you to the relationship. Yeah, it's more than just a transactional thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think... I mean, I guess throw in some scripture, like, do it. Like a friend, like, one, a brother, like, lays down, the greatest of friends is one who lays down their life for their friends. Like, that is, like, someone who's willing to give of themselves to somebody else, even if it's not always beneficial. And I guess that brings in, like, another form of love into that friendship, which would be, like, unconditional love. Um, I got pa'o. <laughs> yeah, bring in all the Greek words. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there can be that sense of like genuinely altruistic and like concern for somebody else as a friend, even without you getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, I wanted to say, what about how do friendships end? When somebody dies. <laughs> oh my gosh! You see, but on, that's on one way. That, you you might not also say that's true, because then you have say, people who, who who visit their buddies' graves. Okay, uh, yeah. Years after they die, and even the other side is like you know, we're would that would that be beings. a friendship anymore? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a little one sided. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, terrible. You, you can't hear the other side talk, but I mean, I can't hear God talk back to me. That means we're not pals. You can't. <laughs> but you know, the, I guess the unconditional love was still there even at at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unless you had like some big argument before. <laughs> and even oh, that's always the worst. And even yeah. then, I think you could still judge like years of friendship over a moment. Yeah, or even like okay, knowing how he was, he probably would have had given the opportunity he would have asked to be my friend again or whatever mm-hmm. you know but i guess what i'm trying to say is like also if we're eternal people like like we 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 die we go to heaven or you know hell whatever your preference um <laughs> it your friendship doesn't really end because you're you're going to be on the other side for quite some time or quite no time really <laughs> Because eternity is the absence of time. Yeah. I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But that that's kind of... I don't know. That's kind of... I feel like... I mean, friendships can still... Like... I mean, obviously, death can be something that separates you from somebody. But also, like... Sometimes you just grow apart from somebody. Like... Yeah. Either you both change so much that you no longer are the same people that were friends initially and can't continue being friends as with those differences mm. or, you know, physical distance can end a friendship. Yeah. If you You're just never aren't... seen each other anymore. Yeah. You never see each other anymore. And there, that concern or care for that person also kind of fades away. Um, sometimes people just become jerks and you're like, um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Or you cause... realize they were always a jerk. Yes. <laughs> that's also true. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different ways that friendships can, and unexpectedly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would agree. 
It's a circle of life, though, because you lose a friend, you can always make another. <laughs> so there you go. That's <laughs> what you tell your ex friend. Like, fine, go ahead. Nah, I'm not, <laughs> not looking like a. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, you, sometimes you just make unexpected friendships. Mm-hmm. And maybe all friendships are unexpected. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, what if you know somebody? Like, you you meet somebody, and you're like, oh, you like this. We're gonna we're gonna be pals. I think you can have friend that's crushes. Still unexpected. Yeah, though. you're like not. You didn't expect in, to meet that person. You're not going in thinking today <laughs> this person will become my friend. It's like you're talking with somebody and you're like, wow, like you have the same interests. Me too. Like that's really that's cool. Like, I think we could I be. Know, I wish okay, we could so be friends. What if I met? What if I know that such and such really likes this thing, and I really like this thing, and we we meet? It's like okay, you know what? We're doing it. We're we're becoming pals. But then again, that does sound a little weird, doesn't it? It does sound like you're it forcing like planned friendship. Yeah, it sounds like like you've been stalking somebody, and you're gonna yeah. for, you're gonna become but, my friend whether you, you like it or not. But if you find that they like something, and you're like, you want to go talk about that same thing, you know, if I find someone that likes Avatar: The Last Airbender, I'm gonna be like, all right, let's discuss. Even <laughs> though I've probably discussed like everything a million times already. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I also think there's just times that you want to be friends with certain people. I got think about again. I guess those that want to be friends with the popular group or the the, the hierarchy. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder uh-huh. what role like collective identity plays in friendship. Like, Explain. Like you are a certain thing, so therefore it behooves you to be friends with other people that are your certain thing. Well, it's probably like that. For middle schoolers and high schoolers, like that's a big yeah. thing. You know, no, you that w- that would make sense. The the goth kids, you have the music kids, you have what is it? Yeah, clicks. Everything that uh, um, what was it? They say Mean Girls when they're showing the mm-hmm. table, lunch tables. Jocks, nerds, gamers, stoners, those without a group. I Plastics. Feel <laughs> you know them all. I feel like <laughs> as an adult, I mean, okay, I'm speaking of the experience of 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 my classmates, my cohort. Like, there's definitely cliques. And there's almost... like You can't pinpoint it as easy as you can in 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 high school and middle school. It's, you know that... Okay, so the majority of the girls... The, the majority of my cohort are girls, right? So you have basically... That's sexist. No, I'm just no. <laughs> Well, debatable, I guess. Uh, you have, like, two groups, right? I want to I wanna hear that debate. Not right now. We can, <laughs> we can hear that later. Uh... uh Two group of girls, mm-hmm. right? And well, it's not two group of girls. It's just since the girls are the majority, how you see that. But there's like two or three groups, and actually, our professor made us get into those groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he called us out on it um, in class. He's like, stand next to the people you you're um, uh, you associate with. You associate with, and you know, you saw the group split up, and you know that the people are closer with each other, right? But you don't. No, the cat like I don't want to. I don't know. It's not a simple category like popular kid or or these kids. You just know like you just know. You just know. But but I'm, but it, it's unspoken. I'm. I guess I'm trying to be more direct about it though. Like I'm saying like actual group identity. Like I am. Like take me for instance. I'm his. Oh, I mean, what you were mentioning about Mean Girls makes sense, which mm-hmm. is which is like a low level form of of identity in some sense. But in the other sense, it's also like. You know, I am Hispanic, so I'm only going to hang out with Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, okay, I guess speaking in America, 
like when we're in an area where there's predominantly white people, when you see another person who's like you, you're going to want to be like, hey, hey, there's my person. There's a person like me. I want to, you know, it's, it's another person like me. I want to be their friend because I'm not alone anymore. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree. I know what you're saying. I feel that sometimes, too. Other times I feel like, and maybe it's not, well, we can get into that later. But I just, I wonder how big of a role that is. And is it good to just identify friendships on the basis of what the predominant identifier you have you associate with? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, is it good to just be friends with Christians because you're only th- that's what you are? You're a Christian, hmm. or is it good to just be friends with your political affiliation because that's what you are? You're this political affiliation. Because mm-hmm. I uh. feel like that's dangerous, mm-hmm. and I feel like that builds towards uh, uh, prejudice. Maybe I don't know tribalism. But isn't that how? Isn't that like? a really common aspect of friendship you you flock to people that that you're that you're like yeah but i also i also think it's you have people like i mean i don't want to brag about myself and my diverse friend group but um you know i'm friends with people who have all sorts of different opinions about things mm-hmm. that's, that's true like, like look i'm, I'm the guy who believes podcast, tax- for instance. <laughs> yeah yeah like this podcast is a great example about it like we have many different views of mm-hmm of what what is good what is not what what should count as 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 proper all these different things even right now what is friendship and i would dare say i mean i don't want to assume but we're still friends by the time this podcast recording is done you know what i mean we'll see and so on, on that level it's like i don't think it's i think it makes sense to ally yourself with people you are friends with or you who are like you but I think it's you shouldn't discredit people who are not like you. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Because you might find more similarities than what you think. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm just saying, don't be a collectivist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think that's something, you know, to explore and talk about. Yeah. Because I think that's interesting. But I guess you know, like all be friends, friends. <laughs> be friends. Um, you got a friend in me. Yeah, and if you don't have friends right now, go make some. Get some. <laughs> Just go get some. It's easy. It's that easy. <laughs> you know, if we talk about this again, I want to mention like antisocial behaviors. If that affects like how well you can get a friend. Oh, fun. Yeah. Is that too heavy? No, it's <laughs> no. I'm laughing because that's like a huge topic in emotion psychology and in clinical stuff and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, but right. yeah, guys, be friends, be friendly. Don't be dumb. Work your way up the hierarchy in a correct way. No. Um, <laughs> down the system. Yeah, down the system. Down every system. Freedom of the individual. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye, friends. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to leave your thoughts or give any suggestions, you can check us out on Facebook at Thoughts of the Roundtable. Or you can check us out on Twitter at TOTRT underscore podcast or visit our website at thoughtsoftheroundtable.com.